Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Deason here with Alex King and Daniel Mangana. Today is Tuesday, April the 7th, 2020. It's 4 p.m. New York time, wherever you are in the world. Thanks for joining us for another episode of LOA Today, your daily dose of happy. And I'm happy because uh, Alex has her flashing unicorn headphones on. And Daniel actually uh, was, was happy that he was here ahead of schedule, which was great. I've got my Hawaii background. I mean, all is right with the world right now. Agreed. It's a Agreed. Thing. It's a very good thing. Um And I actually do have a topic in mind. I gave Alex a quick heads up about it. Daniel, I haven't told you about it yet. Um, but it's tying into, as usual, of course, it ties into what's going on uh, in current events uh, with the pandemic and so forth. I'm seeing more and more people repeat a phrase, and every time they repeat it, I cringe inside because I recognize that there's stuff that they are overlooking. And mm-hmm. so that's why I wanted to bring up this topic and see what you guys think of it. The topic is, can you be too careful? And there are a lot of people who are saying, particularly in the midst of this pandemic, you can't be too careful. You have mm-hmm. to take all these steps to be as careful as you can possibly be. And on the mm-hmm. surface, that sounds reasonable. It sounds like a reasonable stance to take. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to suggest that maybe there's evidence to the contrary. And I want to see what you guys think about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, starting with what is the current emotional guidance scale mindset, borrowing the Abraham Hicks term, of the population. Now, hmm. that's always a hard question to ask and answer because people's mindsets vary. I mean, one person is not going to be like the other person. Uh, but by the same token, I think it's pretty safe to say that outside of LOA circles, outside of conscious creator circles, there is a very strong fear-directed mentality right now. Some yeah, I'd say even in, in as well. And in, yep. Not so much in, but yes, there is some in. I would um, say very much in, but wrapped in something else. But we'll okay, dive into well, that later. Okay, that's, we'll that one. that's, that's that a good later. one. We'll, we'll bring that one in. Um, but nevertheless, there is a strong fear mentality right now. Mm. And whenever you're talking about, whenever we're talking about something as being uh, good or not good, better or worse, such as you can't be too careful. The first thing I ask myself is what is the emotional guidance scale status of the person making the statement and of the persons about whom they're making the statement. And by that measure, I have to say, you know what, maybe you can be too careful because people living in fear are going to end up attracting more fear-based stuff. And which is pretty much, you know, the diametric opposite of what they're hoping to attract. I mean, people, interesting thing, we hear on the show and other people in LOA circles often talk about um, how you don't want to push back against stuff. You don't want to push against what you don't want. Instead, you want to focus on what you do want. And yet even we often have challenges at times trying to give voice to what it is that we want. We're so well conditioned to, well, what I want is I don't want to feel bad. Well, what I want is I, I don't want to have a poisoned uh, a planet. What I want to have is I, I don't want to have high taxes. And we, we phrase things in terms of what we don't want. And, yep. and so, and we in these circles have been learning, okay, we have to spend more of our attention focused on, okay, well, what do I want? What do I want? To, what feels good to me? What, what, what do I want to actually focus my attention on? But the outer circles, as I'll call them, um, are a lot less aware of that. 
a lot less um, cognizant of the fact that you need to focus on that stuff because otherwise you tend to attract more of what it is that you don't want. Mm-hmm. And that to me just reinforces my claim. You can be too careful because being too careful, I kind of equate that to staying in your comfort zone. And mm. we've had, Alex, you and I have had lots of uh, conversations about comfort zones. Yes, um, I'm very comfortable with my comfort zone. <laughs> I know you are. You're really good at it. Too. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, when you're in your comfort zone, there's not a whole lot of growing going on. There's right, some, right. but there's not a whole lot of growing going on. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of boundary testing going on. There's not a lot of expanding going on. You're kind of in a cocoon. And when you're mm-hmm. not expanding, what are you doing? Well, <laughs> nothing. Starts- yeah, you start to kind of wonder, okay, well, what is the benefit here? And if you tie it in also with what we were just talking about, the fact that there's this very strong, I call it a blanket of fear that's lying down on top of people's minds right now. Mm-hmm. I have to I have to argue that being too careful is leading to that blanket of fear because it is constantly focusing on all the different ways that we must take steps to try to defeat this enemy known as the coronavirus. So I want to know what you guys think. Daniel, you actually uh, had a, a tangent, or I should say perhaps a tangent. Um, yeah. So what? maybe you bring in your tangent, but but tell me, what, what's, your, what's your take on this? What do you think? I'm with you on it. I think uh, there's, there's a collective agreement of fear, which is what I'm probably my variant on the, the blanket concept that you're talking about. And it's a collective agreement that's been deeply enforced with bombarding of inputs of fear. It's bombarding, you know, it's always been done. And my actually did something about this. And it was a post and I did a, a video about this as well, about mental resilience and the likelihood that at a conscious level, you're going to be able to overwrite the fear penetration that's being affected by the constant bombardments of fear. I mean, everywhere you look, it's have fear, be fearful. And this has happened and this person's dying and that's dying when we do have a very serious situation, but we have a very situation which, and I'm not talking about the um, the um, infection, the, what's, what do they call it? When it's, it infects more people. Oh, the pandemic aspect? Yeah, I'm not talking about that aspect. I'm talking about the actual seriousness. I'm now actually finding more people that I actually know who have actually had the virus now Okay. Mm-hmm. And every single one of them has survived. Some of them mm-hmm. have been a bit rougher than others, but every single one of them has survived. I just spoke to my friend yesterday and uh, her, her husband and her two daughters all had it. Mm-hmm. They were sick for a couple of days and then they were fine. Mm-hmm. Now, am I mitigating the people who, you know, the seriousness of the people that have, have died from it? No, but more people are committing suicide every day than are dying from this illness. Mm-hmm. I did a post, I shared a post on Facebook um, about loads of people being pushed out of a hospital in Italy that were healed and Facebook took it down. Mm. Wow. Facebook took it down and said it doesn't meet community standards. And when I appealed it, I got no response. Mm. And my post around it was The second part is typical for Facebook, by the way. They took down something else that I said about one of my events. They took it down and said it doesn't meet the standards. And then I appealed it and they actually put it back. Um, so, you know, positive posts that are showing about the positive aspect of what's going on are being taken down mm. and yet the fear mongering is being allowed to, to continue. Mm. Yeah. So to speak to Danton, to come off the Danton and back to your point, what I'm saying is, is that being too careful is simply reinforcing what is being 
blasted into our unconscious with uh, an enormous amount of inputs of, of fear. And so when we're then continuing to support that with actions from a place of fear, we're re-imprinting that fear and keeping ourselves in a prison of fear. I agree with that. That's a great mm. description too. Keeping ourselves in a, in a, a what'd you call it? A prison of fear? I think. Prison of fear. Yeah. That, that's a good phrase that, because that's really what it is. It's imprisoning ourselves voluntarily. Yeah. And we're, we're, I, yes, I volunteer to imprison myself in fear. Yeah. Prison of fear? Sign me up, Monty. <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned that we are seeing it more and more in law of attraction circles. I still think overall the LOA circles are doing much better than the outer circles. But I agree, I am seeing more of it. I saw a post just today on Facebook in one of the major LOA groups, someone posting that, I don't remember the details of it, but the gist of it is she's been you know, quarantined to her house. She's not doing anything. She's not going anywhere. And she needed to go get some groceries. And she's terrified to go out even with a mask. What do I do about that? That was her, her question that she was raising. Wow. I was actually referring to the, the hidden or the, the, the masked fear posts okay talk fear about energy it. so not even necessarily the people that are blatantly i mean i've i've had to mute even a couple of groups i'm in meditation groups and so on and so forth people are like oh this is a, don't go out and blah 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 and be fearful it's gonna get you and blah 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 wow. but my thing actually my stance is i am not participating in any of the heal the world meditations any of the heal the world really yeah i'm not because the energy behind people that are joining in them is, oh my God, I have to meditate and heal the world now because of the, oh, so the act yeah. is being taken from fear. Yeah. Yeah. And so if I join in that, I'm subscribing to another agreement, which supports yeah. the fear. Mm -hmm. Because where that. were these, if, if, because if it wasn't from fear, then where were they this time last year? Hmm. If it's, yeah. If it's people True. that were doing it every day, yeah. then I'd be, yeah, cool. I'd do it. Friends of mine, for example, that regularly do meditations, I join in, but people, oh my God, we have to do this and blah, blah, blah. And yes, it's time to heal the world. So you're coming from fear. You're coming from subscription mm. to this agreement. And even if you're not consciously doing so, mm -hmm. and this is where the thing on mental resilience comes in, the fact that we are being lambasted, lambasted with negative in relation to this, if you're engaging with any way, shape or form, it's highly unlikely that you're disassociating in an unconscious level from the fear subscription, because that's what's been the seed that's being planted. So regardless of whether you're using sunflower food on the seeds, if it's <laughs> weeds, the mm. seeds that are planted, seeds of weeds, and that's what's going to come up. Mm. Yeah. Especially when it's a seed that eats everything that's given to it. Oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm using sunflower food. <laughs> <laughs> There's no fear here, no weeds of fear, but you're, that's what you're feeding. You're feeding the fear yeah. because that's the seed that's been planted again. Am I knocking it? No, I believe that most people are coming to it from a very sincere place, but I'm not giving it my energy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't about fear, then why weren't you doing it this time last year? Right. It's a very valid point. And by the way, I love the word that you corrected yourself on. I love the word lamb blasted. I like that one. <laughs> lamb blasted. That, that has some Big word of the day. Yeah, that's a good one. Lamb blasted. <laughs> but uh, I agree with you. I, I think that uh, it's important to recognize what the vibration of the thing is that you're latching onto before you mm -hmm. latch onto it. Yeah. Not listen to the word. This is where I think it gets a little bit tricky. People advocate, be careful about your words, including some very good friends of mine. And I understand what they're saying, but I think first and foremost, you have to pay attention to what the vibration is, what the feel mm -hmm. is of it. 
and then the let's look at the powers it. Yeah, that's what I mean. I could I, mean, I use this example even in my workshops all the time. I love you. <laughs> I hate you. Like the words are just a medium of transmission yeah. of the energy. That's all mm-hmm. words are. Words are a medium of transmitting the energy. So I can tell Olga, I love you. I love you. I love you. If there's no love behind it, then it's not going to be felt or communicated right. on the other side. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the same thing. Like with um, Ariana was being naughty yesterday. And I caught myself wanting to tell her off. And I was like, well, first and foremost, it's not really going to do anything because she's stubborn as fudge. But <laughs> if I'm going to speak to her, I need to make sure that I'm locked in here because kids are really, really sensitive to energy. So I need to lock yeah. in here so that when I am speaking to her, she actually feels I'm lovingly speaking to her versus being the agent of doom that's telling her off for something that she's probably not, even though she's really, really clever, not quite caught on to analyzing and formulating to be incorrect behavior she's learning Mm -hmm. the the boundaries of it so being in the space and the energy that we're in when we make those statements means much more than the the words themselves words are nothing without the energetic content the empty shells okay so daniel you and i have uh have both uh logged in and given our opinions alex what's your take on this where where are you sitting with all this uh i've been busy hashtagging everything So many words are coming up. I'm like, wait, what? Wait, hold on. How do you spell that? So- <laughs> She's been doing her job. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> but I agree with Daniel. I'm not. I'm not subscribing to any of the um, any of the fear mongering that's going on right now. And and like I've told you guys before, I'm, I'm I'm just not acknowledging any of the negative stuff that's going on. So like, you know, people come at me like, oh, do you hear so and so, Dad? I'm like, I don't know them. I don't care. No offense to the person that died, but you know, sorry, not sorry. I just, it's just too much where no one's reporting on the people that are surviving. Mm-hmm. That's my whole thing. So I'm like, once we start doing that, I'll, I'll watch the news for that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, no, I'm good. I'm not even posting, um, you know, funny memes anymore. Cause it's just, it's giving it energy. Contributing. That's what I yeah. did. I, I yeah. realized that caught me too. The, the yeah. Funny it's contributing posting. to it. So I stopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just not giving it any, any energy at all. Whatsoever. I laugh at the big private instead. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I laugh at them in private, but I do not share. <laughs> I will keep this virus of laughter. <laughs> it's a laughter pandemic. <laughs> now that's a pandemic I want to attend. Yes. <laughs> I love that one. That's, that's all day, every day. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I like that one a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think uh, I think we're onto something here. And by the way, with the um, that with that one post that I mentioned, where the young lady was expressing her the fact that she was basically traumatized, she was traumatized mm-hmm. about going to the store um, because she was just afraid of going in the store, even if she had taken all the pr- pr- the precautions. If she if she had taken every step that you can take to be careful, you know, mm. she, to, me, to my mind, she was in that place of having been too careful. She had basically put herself into a bad space by trying to do all the things that made her too careful I think- now, that's not the way i expressed it to her when i expressed it in, in my my response to her i said well you, you traumatize yourself stop watching the news stop paying attention i was to just gonna media. say that <laughs> stop doing all that stuff and start spending all your time focusing on what you enjoy and i've gotten a whole bunch of people liking that one yeah but, you know i'm not going to tell her that you know she set herself up this way <laughs> what if she listens what if she listens to the show she's like he told my secrets <laughs> not really a secret if you post it. <laughs> well, this is true. Uh, the open, there is on the social media. Secret. 
Yeah, if it's on social media, it's there for everyone to discuss. That's true. I was going to say, though, but it's like, like you said, even if we take precautions, but do so from a place of fear, then we're still, we're still, yeah. we're still creating the fear. Yeah. It's, it's like, what I've noticed big. I, I've noticed that in a big way for myself from the very beginning because I, I took precautions from the beginning, but my precautions were pretty much what I do all the time. It's it's yeah. kind of like Cindy Chavez and I had a, so. had a conversation about it after one of the shows. She says, you know, what are you doing? And I said, well, I, I kind of made the decision I wasn't going to go over to the local senior citizen center and, and sneeze all over everybody. But I kind of do oh, that all the time so anyway. Nice you. You know? So <laughs> it, 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 it wasn't a big step to take, you know, because yeah, I yeah. normally do that, you know. You didn't have that in your schedule anyway, so. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, there's, 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 there's something that one of the lines I love from the guides that Paul, that Paul Selig channels is like, if it's raining, wear a raincoat. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when there actually is a disease that's running around, a virus that's running around, I will take necessary precaution, but I do so because it's a sensible thing to do. If That's it's right. raining, wear your raincoat. I'm not doing it because, oh my God, if I don't, I'm going to die. And I must do this and I must do that. And if I don't, and this and that, and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, I wash my hands. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I follow but those what guidelines. human wasn't washing their hands in the first place? This is if what I sneeze, me. I do it into this. Right. I'm not going to go and breathe in the air of someone who has just sneezed. Yeah. Um, I ha- Have I upped my... Supporting my immune system with with more vitamins, I pretty much take care of it anyway. But have I been a bit extra careful with that? Yes, because it's sensible. If it's raining, wear your raincoat. But I'm doing so because it's sensible and not from a place of fear. If you do all of the precautions but do so from a place of fear, you're still going to get sick. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. And if you take no precautions but do so from complete detachment to the situation, then it's impossible for you to get sick because you're not operating at the frequency of the illness. The laws of the universe didn't change because of COVID-19. That's exactly right. You can only experience what your vibrational match to. And if you're elevating your frequency and being sensible wearing a raincoat, because again, it comes down to our belief systems. If you believe genuinely, and I'm not saying what you want to believe, but you actually believe that your frequency alone can transmute and translate into anything, then just laughing all day is going to keep you fit and healthy. Mm Mm-hmm. Because our minds are creating the filter through which we witness our reality. And if that filter includes raising my vibration, being sufficient antidote antidote, or sufficient vaccination against this virus, then you're going to be fine. However, if in the midst of this, this pandemic of fear, you're subscribing to it, you're, you're soaking it up, then at an unconscious level, you are opening yourself up to it Mm -hmm. and the nonsense off. Hey, I just wanted to let you guys know, Josephine commented in the live stream. She says, Dan and Alex, you guys are so funny. You should do stand-up. So I'm just saying. <laughs> Been there, done that. Got many t-shirts. <laughs> I tried it, and I stuck with these t-shirts instead. <laughs> I like that one, by the way. I, I noticed that one earlier. Past crossed oh, out, you. future crossed out, now in big letters. Yeah. I like that. Oh, I do it's like that one. Face. See, it's I can't see face. his t-shirts because it says Daniel Mangata Dreamer right at the bottom of my screen. So I can't. Well, <laughs> Okay, I can see it now. All right, cool, cool, cool. I like yeah, it. These are on the these are on the store, but on the store they're a lot bigger, so it's like past, now, future. It's like that big. It's not uh, okay. All right, we've cool, got them cool. in black and white. Very cool. Yeah, and it's a great reminder. That's actually not all that different from what I was recommending to that young lady on Facebook. Mm-hmm. There, you go. Mm-hmm. And, and there is no COVID nineteen in the now. 
There isn't. That's well. That's the thing I was just going to point to. That mm-hmm. you know, we we tend to think of the now. Well, the the pandemic is going on right now. Well, is it? Mm-hmm. Is it really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> In other words, where you're sitting right now, you are experiencing pandemic, right? Even if you <laughs> don't have right. symptoms, yeah. <laughs> even if your family doesn't have symptoms, right? You're experiencing it right now, are you? Well, the thing is, what does that say about where thing. you're focusing right now? Right. Here's the thing, Mr. Walt. Even if it is physically in your reality right now, by the time you've thought about it, you're in a new now where that's in mm-hmm. the past. Mm-hmm. In the now, there is nothing, including pandemic. That's an excellent point. The now is is gone, just like that. Mm-hmm. Replaced by a new now every moment, yeah. continuously. Populated by what we choose to populate with. Wow. We can choose every moment of every day to have whatever now we want. Yep. Oh my God. Hashtag. <laughs> That's too long. <laughs> oh, come on. So, That's all right. So I think we're in agreement. That you, you can be too careful. And, and I think there are a lot of other ways we can talk about this too outside of pandemics. I mean, mm-hmm. it happens in, in so many different aspects of life. People who, well, heck, a large portion of my own life was stuck in the realm of playing it too safe. Mm-hmm. The idea that I couldn't be too careful. And it turned out that I could be too careful because all <laughs> my I was corrected. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all my carefulness basically left, led to poverty. Mm. That's where it took me because yeah. I didn't, I didn't take any dangerous moves. I didn't take any risks. I, I just was safe like, because you couldn't be too careful. And well, we, don't, we almost went belly up. I mean, that's how bad it got. So. Fortunately, I discovered the law of attraction and started changing things around. But uh, mm-hmm. nevertheless, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can be too careful. It is possible. Yeah. Um, people, uh, well, it's a, it's one of the biggest challenges that life coaches have. And, and Daniel, you do some coaching too. So you probably experienced this with some of your clients. Mm-hmm. How you know people get themselves into those comfort zones. They don't want to climb out of the comfort zones. And they don't realize, first of all, that the comfort zones aren't all that comfortable. And second of all, until they're willing to climb out and you know take the risk, they're actually going to continue to, to decline. They're mm-hmm. actually going to move further away from their goals. And the other thing as well is that the the, the discomfort of the uncomfortable place may be what they find comfortable. Mm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And unless you're ready to, to break free from that, then it's not going to happen. And And sometimes people lose sight of the fact that the comfort with the discomfort isn't always a conscious desire. So consciously, they could want to break free, but unless at, a deep, at an unconscious level, they truly desire to break free from it, then they're not because the mind doesn't lose. The mm-hmm. unconscious operation, the unconscious blueprint is always going to win out. That is what energy is responding to in building out the, the, the building of our lives, the house of our, of our reality. It's being built on the unconscious blueprint, not the conscious edits that were sent in a language that the... That, <laughs> that's different to the builders <laughs> the blueprints written in japanese but you're talking in spanish i would like some abundance Yo quiero un dinero, por favor. <laughs> and it's like arigato <laughs> it's just carry on with the poverty this guy's speaking so funny language. arigato <laughs> that literally what's going on for so many so right right i find it hilarious to be honest it is hilarious. It's also kind of sad, but it, but like you said a moment ago, it's poignant that people do find that uncomfortable comfort zone to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, that is a very common response, a very common reaction, but I, I, I do feel comfortable. Mm. Mm. 
And it it, it kind of makes me wonder just how much in touch they are with themselves. Mm. You know, because they've they've come to a conclusion that they like what they don't like, which is, by the way, talk about pandemics. There's one. There's a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> That's been going on for decades. But if Generation. they're comfortable, they don't really not like it. But it's they think they they think they don't like it. But again, this is I think this is one of the the beautiful things of of, of looking to the fact that we are holistic beings operating at different levels of density, mm -hmm. and each level of density has the opportunity of choice of alignment to one way or another. But the discombobulation that happens when there's no alignment between the two, everything just reverts back to default, and that default will always be the blueprint ultimately. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, we're doing, we're meditating on being free from fear, but then we're filling our mind with fear and mm -hmm. then we're being too careful. Yeah, that doesn't line up. So what's going to happen? <laughs> it's going to revert back to the blueprint. The blueprints, I guess we're doing some more fear, Bob. <laughs> Keep the fear going. It looks like that's what's happening. <laughs> okay. There was some funny, sig ignore the funny signals. Unless it's a clear direction, we go with what's on the blueprint. <laughs> okay, fear it is. Maybe a little illness. Well, Maybe it looks like that's what he wants. <laughs> By the way, oh, Josephine man. also posted something else about comfort zone. She said she prefers the term familiar zone over comfort zone. I like that yeah, one. Familiar zone, yeah. Mm. There's comfort in the familiar zone. Yeah. 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 Mm. But what if you're comfortable in your comfort zone, but society is what the thing that's telling you you shouldn't be comfortable in your comfort zone? Change your inputs. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not inputting anything. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I from, mean, for the person in that situation. Speaking from personal experience, I'm very comfortable in my comfort zone, but society says I shouldn't be in my comfort zone. But I'm not listening to any of it because that's why I'm comfortable. <laughs> you, can laugh it. You, can yeah. you can transmute the energy of the input by laughing at it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, try Which, try which is your number one thing, by the way. <laughs> That's their number one strategy is to laugh at it. Yep, yeah, I mean, try. I mean, what's one of the one of the things that um, in UPW, the Unleashed Power Within Tony Robbins program, one of the things they get you to do is to go into like a really traumatic experience and then stick your finger up your nose as you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> How is it possible for you to maintain that deep charge? One of the things that I take clients through visualization is running a creating a movie screen running a vision of like a, a experience that's giving you stress or whatever, and then putting clown faces on people or giving them like, so or giving it's like them the ridiculous spell. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous spell. Ridiculousism. Mm -hmm. Where's me wand? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Ridiculous. Exactly. Hmm? Now all we need is a, uh, what, what's that? Uh, Character that can change shapes. Oh, what's it called? This is a B, doesn't it? But uh, Boggart. Bo a Boggart, yeah. Yeah. All we need is a Boggart to practice on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Harry yeah. Potter, man. You just haven't watched enough Harry Potter or read enough Harry Potter books. That's all. Obviously. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the Harry Potters all again. Yeah. <laughs> It's the it's it's actually a great example of what you were just talking about. It's the scene where there's um um which, which movie? Uh, ooh, good question. Uh, they all kind of blend together as one because I watch them as a series. 
I think it's the third one, actually. So if, is it? If it's the scene that I'm thinking about that you're telling, if you're telling the scene that I'm thinking about, it's the third well, one. Well, it's also, it's also in, um, Fantastic Beasts also. So that's true. It yeah. Could be, it could be either one, but yeah. So they take this magical creature and it can turn into anything. It's supposed to turn into anything that you're afraid of. Right. So it turns into something you're afraid of. You say ridiculous and that's the spell to turn it into something hilarious. So basically take Got the it. fear away from it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, and that, that's the third movie. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Which is actually my favorite of all seven. Eight, excuse me. I like five. Five is pretty good. Is that I also, I also like Half-Blood Prince is six. Yep. So five is Prisoner of Azkaban? No, that's No. <laughs> yeah. Five is uh, The Order of the Phoenix. Yeah. I yeah. really, really thought that I was going to like be like, here's my Harry Potter knowledge. <laughs> I feel like being British, you should like automatically be tuned in, but whatever. It's not Te- my Technically, she's Scottish. So. Oh, yeah, but they're British though. Like, yeah, but she wants independence. So. Yeah, well, JK lives in Scotland, so it's okay. You, you know what? Whatever, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Any hooses. Hey, hoodle. <laughs> But getting back to the, uh, the, the comfort slash familiar zone. And I do like that mm-hmm. phrase familiar zone because familiar really zone, familiar I'm, zone. I'm, I'm comfortable Take with the comfort zone. To the familiar zone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm comfortable with the comfort zone and I'm unfamiliar with the familiar zone. So, so you're going to stay with it. comfort zone. I'm going to stay with comfort zone. Yeah. Okay. Well, no offense, Josephine. No offense. The beauty of choice. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. You, you go with the one that, that works for you. I, I just like familiar zone just because for me, it, it kind of makes the issue more clear. Mm. It, it's easy to get confused about the comfort thing. You know, yeah. Like, like true. you say, you're, you're comfortable in the comfort zone, but that sounds like, you know, you're contradicting yourself. But if you're comfortable in a familiar zone, well, that makes more sense. Mm, depends on who you're talking to. Well, yes. I mean, I'm saying it for me. I'm not saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you have exactly. to look at the way you're going to look at it. I mean, whatever's going to make you feel good, you know. That's true. It, that it's is not true. up to me to make you think how you, however you're going to think. I, I gave up, yeah. you know, a long time ago. We had like a couple conversations early on. I said, well, it's clear she wants to stay in her familiar zone, which she calls a comfort zone. So, well, who am I to disagree? I won't disabuse her of it. It's up to Why her. Why would you disrupt my comfort? <laughs> I'm comfortable. Bring you joy. Do no harm. Uh, does it bring me joy to do no harm or does it, do I do no harm? Yes. No, does it bring you joy and do no harm? Yes. Then rock the pockles on, I say. That's Go what I'm it. saying. Yeah. That's yeah, really what it comes down to is if the familiar zone is working in your favor, then stay familiar. All right. Yeah. If the familiar zone is working against you, maybe take another look at the familiar zone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And decide, okay, well, you know, do I want this to be what's familiar? Exactly. Well, we just solved, you know, like the problems of mankind in like one paragraph. That's pretty good. I mean, we solve world issues at least one hour a day. I'm just saying. <laughs> Twice a week when I'm here. So. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about that. So, okay, well. That that was fun, a fun half hour talking about that. I think we kind of uh, you know, finished it off in a pretty good way, <laughs> I'd say. Hopefully, and by the way, any readers who have a comment they, commentary that they want to share on the topic of, you know, can you be too careful? We'd be glad to include it in future episodes. So just send it in, you know, mail it in or Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Um, but moving on 
well, first of all, I want to ask you guys, has there been anything new in your lives about, I mean, Daniel kind of touched on one thing. He said he's, he's not paying attention to stuff on Facebook that he used to pay attention to because it's the wrong energy. So kind mm. of along those same lines, are there other changes that you've made in order to make sure you're focused on what it is that you want? Because that's what happens in these kinds of scenarios. You know, the, the talk about familiar and not familiar. The old familiar stuff leads us astray. So we have to yeah. kind of adjust. We have to make shifts in order to keep ourselves into that high vibration space. So I'm just curious, what other, what other shifts have you guys made to stay in that high vibration space to keep, to keep going? Uh, I have made a conscious effort to, uh, post every day one thing I'm grateful for. Ooh. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Having an attitude of gratitude. Yeah, exactly. Kenny says to me every day, your, what is it? Your attitude determines your latitude. So you have to have gratitude. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You've got a good egg there. I do, right? Yeah. (laughs) Your attitude determines your latitude. So you better have an attitude of gratitude. Yep. (laughs) I mean, he said it jokingly, like, you know what? I'm totally going to make our vows a TED talk. And <laughs> okay, so, yeah, that's <laughs> like, different. So he was joking. He was like, "Your attitude determines your latitude." I was dying laughing. I was like, well, "Get out of here!" <laughs> no, no, come back. <laughs> <laughs> he always comes back. He always comes back. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like, I've been doing simple things. Like um, a couple of days ago, I was grateful for heating pads because mm. I was wasn't feeling well. And what was it? Yesterday, I was grateful for Amazon. Uh, today I'm grateful for not having kids in this, in this, uh, time, troubling times mm-hmm. in the kingdom that we're going through. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel just lost it. <laughs> I know, because there's been all these memes, like uh, all those people that were telling me I should have kids. How are you yeah. doing now? Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. What a time, to, what a time to have not. Um, done the adult thing and started a family like those things. Yeah, and I have a stepdaughter. Same. Mine's in Rhode Island though, so I'm good. Mine's here in the house. I just behave. I had a teenager every day. Oh, I had to contribute to her Fortnite fund, so (laughs) she's going crazy. Oh man. Well, I, I mean, that's, that's certainly a valid viewpoint. There's another viewpoint that I could bring in, and that is there are certain people, such as my Monday co-host Louis D'Souza who has mm-hmm. kids and he was talking yesterday about how he deals particularly with his four-year-old. He also has a, I think it's a 12 year old, um, mm-hmm. but specifically how he deals with his four-year-old. And basically he lets her do decide whatever, pretty much anything that she wants. He doesn't get in the way. I mean, he, he limits his interference to, you know, well, okay. If this next step is actually going to jump her off a cliff, he'll, she'll pull, he'll pull her back from the cliff. Okay. That kind okay. Of thing, <laughs> you know, but Beyond that, he just lets her make her own decisions. And it, it, in, in one sense, it's kind of created a monster because she is like a super independent, growing young woman who's just exploding into this magnificent adult over time. And she's, she's four. I mean, she hasn't even gotten there yet, you know, wow. but she's, mm-hmm. she has just become a, a self-possessed, self-confident person who just keeps growing and growing. So, I mean, I think you can look at it either way. It, it's, is it glass half full or glass half empty? Well, it just just depends on your perspective. Which way do you, do you think and feel about it? You guys feel At like okay, you're you glad you don't have glass. kids, and so well, that's right. You, you <laughs> guys feel feel like okay, you're glad you don't have the kids, and for you, that's a glass half full situation. So, oh my good glass on is you. Way full. 
Well, all right. Only <laughs> full length. Okay. All the way full. <laughs> Maybe even over spilling the top, you know, kind of yeah. bringing it out of the table. But uh, it's actually a pitcher, probably a, and a, a pitcher. Base. Okay. <laughs> Didn't we speak about parenting? We did. We did. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. Because I, I'm like half on board with Louis, mm-hmm. but Ariana's needed some boundaries because her behavior was bordering on antisocial. I was going to say I can that can that can go. It, it dep- very I think wrong. it depends on. Well, there's a couple of things. First and foremost, kids are observing. They're, they're cycling what they're observing. So creating an environment which teaches them, gives them an example to follow, and then be left to go and play with right. is very important. But what I personally have found was that well, Ariana needed some because she'd yeah. been too grown up, going to bed when she wants, telling grown ups no, mm. you know, being generally rude. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. that would have been an interesting monster to put out into the world. So giving her giving her guidance and a little bit of discipline around creating structure on that regard was something mm-hmm. that I was like, yeah, we, we need to, we need to reel it in, reel it in, but not to control her, right. but to empower her to be a more expansive, loving contributor to society. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm saying like, I get it. I don't want to curtail. I don't think, I, I believe it's beautiful to watch what happens with the kid when they're left to do their own thing, but to give them that structure within their being encouraged to do so in an expansive, empowering and lovely way. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you quite honestly, I've never been, felt in any way threatened by a kid who said no, not even slightly, not even a little you, tiny you bit. You haven't met, um, you haven't what? met a Russian, child, a Russian child who's in your face. I said no! <laughs> <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a little story that's similar to it. Uh-huh. I, I mentioned, I've told this story before on the show, and I mentioned a little bit earlier that my niece um, we're going to be going to a baby shower because she's pregnant due in September. And awesome. Congrats. She Congrats. is, let's see, how old is she now? She's 62 going, she'll be 63 this month. No, 63. I'm 63. She'll, she'll be. I was going to say, what? Sorry. See, see, well, I do a little math problem. Life. And I spat out what I was, what I was thinking before I finished the math problem. The math problem I do is that she's 40 years younger. So I figure, okay, I take my age and I subtract 40, but I forgot to subtract the 40. Oh, okay. I thought you were doing yeah. the math out loud. Well, I'm going to 62, <laughs> going on 63. She's 22, going on 23. So okay. Just clarify. I was going to say, so good for you, again. Janet Jackson. Didn't, didn't mean to, to put many years on you there. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't mean that. But anyway, when Mickey was, I'm going to say, five or six, something like that, mm-hmm. um, she and my sister were living with my parents on a lake in Virginia called Smith Mountain Lake. Mm-hmm. And we moved to Virginia because at that point in time, my parents were getting ready to move into a senior center. They needed help. My dad couldn't manage it anymore like he used to. So we mm-hmm. moved down there so we could help them make the move. And we ended up staying in Virginia for like 11 years. Well, the first year we stayed on the lake as well. We had a house right on the, on the lake. Beautiful. I mean, that, that is like one of the best lakes in the world. Anybody who knows Smith Mountain Lake in Virginia knows it's like, it's great. So anyway, we had Mickey over to visit us mm-hmm. and it was the first time that she'd come to visit us since we'd moved there. And she came over and within like minutes of coming in the door, she starts having a tantrum. Mm-hmm. To this day, I can't even tell you what it was about. <laughs> I really don't know. I have no idea. I, I'm not even sure Louise knows either. I mean, we were both kind of like, you know, caught off guard. 
But yeah. she was she was basically doing kind of the same thing that you were talking about, Daniel. She, she was just, you know, just in the face and she was demanding all this attention and so forth. And she went on for about five minutes. I'm just sitting there looking at her and Louise is sitting her across the room and she's just kind of looking at her. And then she finally reached a point where she took a breath. And when she took a breath, I turned to Louise and I said, is this working for you? And Louise says, no, not really. Is this working for you? And I said, no, it's not working for me either. We both looked at her. It's not working for us. <laughs> and that was the end of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's we, took, we sucked all the energy out of it. We just <laughs> didn't buy into it. We didn't buy into it for a second. It was like, Love okay, it. you know, well, you'll have fun, but we're not into this. So if you're looking to involve us, good luck. It's not going to happen. Mm. And that took all the interest away for her. It, to me, it's very similar. To, I, I don't normally like to go political here, but I'm going to go political. It's very similar to dealing with Donald Trump. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Take a pause. <laughs> Take a pause. Okay. Let's talk about politics. I am. I'm talking about politics for a minute. Shock and awe. Shock yeah. and awe. <laughs> Donald Trump has been labeled in a lot of different things. And I won't get into all the labels are. But there is one thing that I can't tell you for sure. 100% for sure about Donald Trump. He craves attention. He because he's absolutely. a toddler. I won't go into the labels. I'm just saying. <laughs> he craves I will. Attention. I will. He absolutely <laughs> craves attention. Everything, his entire method of operation is all about mm-hmm. getting attention. Yep. Continuous yep. attention. And from the moment that he took office, both Louise and I identified this really quickly. We realized what it takes to stop Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And that is to stop paying attention to him. Yeah. Of course, that's not what has happened at all. No. You know, the the media, of course, have, getting the attention. The, the more he has, you know, acted up, the more the media have given him attention and he loves that. And any time that they start taking attention away, he comes up with another way to throw another tantrum to get more attention thrown on him. I mean, it's this ever, never ending struggle. They don't seem to understand. People don't seem to understand. Even, you know, people who are his political opponents don't seem to understand. If you want to stop Donald Trump, you stop paying attention to him. Yeah. And I actually had a conversation with somebody on, on um, one of these comment things under an article that was kind of related to this. And the guy responded to me by saying, uh, I think the article was about um, how uh, White House correspondents are cutting down on their coverage. Mm-hmm. And this guy's claim was, well, you can't do that. We have to be constantly monitoring this guy because of all these terrible things he's doing. Now, no, putting aside whether or not they're terrible or not, that's not really the point. The point is, do you have to monitor it? And my response to him was, this is a person who craves attention. The last thing you have to worry about is monitoring this guy. If you take all your attention away, he's just going to scream louder until he gets your attention back. Mm-hmm. You, he, he is not the kind of person who's going to go off and hide somewhere because he's not getting attention. Exactly yeah. the opposite. Mm-hmm. You know, So take the Donald Trump example and now apply it to a kid who's acting up and who acts out regularly. It's the same thing. They're, if they're looking for attention, the way you disempower them is by stop giving them attention. Mm. It's, it's really that direct. It's it literally, it's like you were talking about earlier, Daniel. You don't feed into the energy of the group whose energy you don't like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the same principle at work. So that's my take on it. Just I do the opposite. <laughs> I feed into it, but I, I mimic them so they know how annoying they sound. <laughs> Does it work? Yeah, it works every time. It works every time. Okay. From older, from older, older, older kids and grown-ups, I do that one. Oh no, all the way from infants to to people my age, to Walt's age. Like I just like you sound stupid. You want to see how stupid you sound? You don't, you baby, don't wait till baby they have start. Analytical function. <laughs> nope. <laughs> 
Baby start crying. They're like, wah. I'm like, wah. Now that's how you sound. So, okay. And then they're like, wait, what's she crying about? <laughs> so they stop and they're like, and I'm like, and now it's over. <laughs> so, so what you're basically talking about is being the mirror. Yes. You're mirroring what their behavior is. Yes, exactly. Word for word. In other words, you're being the thing that we talk about philosophically and theoretically here on the show, that the world is our mirror. You actually are the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. So now you know what's (laughs) happening when you drop your kids off at my house. (laughs) (laughs) I'm over here making them feel dumb. (laughs) Hmm. I have to think about that one for a little bit, but <laughs> kids are very educational though, I have to say. And we usually oh, think about kids true. in terms of, of educating them, but really we have so much more to learn from them. They are very true. Very they're true. amazing. They're mm-hmm. true. Best teachers. Yeah. Best yeah. teachers. They really are. Yeah. Of course you have to be willing to learn. True. True. I mean a lot of people aren't willing to learn from the kids. Mm-hmm. You know. So that that is kind of like the stumbling block you have to have at least a an openness to consider the possibility i feel a lot of that's going on right now with um parents now using tiktok all the uh 12 year olds are teaching them how to do all the dances and you you do all the video memes and whatnot yeah I, I, unfortunately you're talking about something i have no knowledge about so you're gonna have to clue me in a little bit here i've heard so... of, i've heard of tiktok as a name and that's about all i know about it Okay, so TikTok is basically, it's, it's another app, and what it is, it's confusing to explain. Okay, so basically they take their 20-second videos, uh, sometimes their they're audio of somebody else saying something or another song, and there's a, like a, a viral dance that goes with it, so everyone's trying to do that dance and make their videos go viral. So a lot of parents are logging on to try to, you know, hang out with their kids now. No, it's a sure way to kill off an app, but okay. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, well, what happened when all the parents got on Snapchat? Snapchat's still a thing. That's true. It, that's true. But it did. It did drop. Yep. But that dropped because um, Instagram stole the the story function. As soon as Instagram stole the story function, people were like, "Oh, I can and do that filters. on Instagram too." And the filters. And Facebook yeah. stole them too. Yeah, but Facebook owned Instagram. True. True. Yeah. Yeah. But the people who are on Instagram are not nearly as often on Facebook, are they? Mm, I'm I'm about even. I think it depends. It depends on your. I think different. I think they say different demographics yeah. skewed towards different platforms. Facebook mm-hmm. has everybody. Yeah. Um, and then Instagram has got like my generation, and then the the younger ones, the tweens, were all on TikTok. But yep. now everyone's on TikTok. Well, I disagree that they have everybody. I was doing, you know, the, you can do advertising on Facebook and I was using their advertising app to kind of get a sense of demographics just along mm-hmm. lines of what you're talking about. And it turns out that particularly young women in the range of like 18 to 30, overwhelmingly on Instagram, almost non-existent on Facebook by comparison. Because they're taking selfies. Duh. And they're, they're all Insta models. <laughs> and influencers mm, influencers yes live the life you live yeah <laughs> so there's an example of how well they're not necessarily on facebook you know actually i, I if i remember correctly the particular um demographic i was looking at that included age group had something like 10 million people 10 million young women on instagram and a hundred thousand on facebook i mean it was that big of a differential mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i believe it yeah 
So, I believe it. Interesting. Okay. Um, well, I think I've run out of my topics. What do you guys want to talk about? Well, actually, <laughs> well, before we get to what you want to talk about, let's get the, the promos done because I usually wait to the last second. I really don't want to wait to the last second. So no, we today we're going to get them done a little bit earlier. So if oh, you're not right. subscribed to the podcast, hey, you can see we get a lot of good stuff going on here. And we want you to be there five days a week listening to all of the stuff that we publish because they all get oh, right. right to your device as we publish them. So become a subscriber if you're not yet subscribed. If you're not sure how to do it, just go to the homepage of our website, LOAToday.net. Instructions right at the top of the page. Click, click, and just like that, you are subscribed. And check us out on YouTube. How do they subscribe on YouTube, Alex? Well, you go to YouTube, search LOA Today podcast videos, and once you see our smiling faces, you can go down to the red subscribe button. Once you hit the red subscribe button, you can go to the, what is it, silver bell? Silver bell. The silver click bell. all so you will always be notified when we are live. There it is. Okay. So good stuff. Um, is that what's in that yellow box? <laughs> the yellow box? Oh, mine's green. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm lost. <laughs> the Zoom box that tells you who's on the screen. Oh, 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 yeah. oh I see the frame. I got you. Okay. Yeah. He's live. Got it. Yep. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I left the program for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Quick, quick, quick interdimensional bop. Yeah, it was it was a shift in, shift out, you know, real quick. Amazing. <laughs> well, Quanta allows that anyway. Yep, 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 yep. So, Daniel, you were t- telling earlier about how you've cut down on the groups that you're in, uh, that you're paying attention to because of the vibration. Usually, mm-hmm. that means that whenever we drop one thing, we replace it with another. So, I'm just going to ask you point blank: What have you replaced it with? I'm replacing it with anything. That's just because <laughs> of I've, I've had more downtime. I've had more downtime. Yeah. So you've been replacing it with some downtime. Um, what have I? <laughs> <laughs> it's on the ceiling? Wow. <laughs> Just looking for it. So, I was interfacing with my memory by looking for the... He's looking for it. I'm dead. <laughs> But yeah, more downtime. It, it, to be honest, it's it's just I've muted, like I've muted conversations and so on and so forth. And yeah, there's been there's been a couple of really cool things that even like I've been going on with the Doctor Joe community that I stayed out of because of the timing and topic. Mm-hmm. So it was like some heal your body meditations. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not going in that pool of energy. <laughs> I'm gonna leave you all over there with that right there. Hey, Josephine just sent a really nice compliment this way. She says, you guys deserve a CNN spot more than any other guest right now. Oh, wow. Ooh. Okay. I like that one. Sign us up. I know. (laughs) Hashtag CNN us. Ready for my my close-up. Right? (laughs) Alex is always ready. (laughs) I was reincarnated ready. (laughs) Reincarnated ready. I like that. (laughs) I need to make that a t-shirt. Thank you, Josephine. Yes, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm that. going to I'm going to claim my personal slice of the accolade. And put mm. it in my mouth. And it was delicious. Yeah. That's pretty nice though. I like that. And and yeah. you know that that actually fits in beautifully with my own imaginings. Actually, that 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 leads to a nice topic to kind of finish off the show for the last 10 minutes. Imaginings uh, things that we imagine, uh, things that we're maybe we're trying to attract, or maybe just things that we focus on in order to feel good. Um, but I'm, I'm becoming more and more appreciative of imagining and more pre- precisely on pretending. Just mm-hmm. I, I come up with something to pretend, no matter how 
crazy it may seem, I just, I, I'm getting into pretending and enjoying the fact that kind of like a, a kid, we talked about, you know, how powerful kids are and how much we have to learn from kids. Right. Kids can just imagine and pretend anything. You know, they, they can take a cardboard box and turn it into a fire engine or to anything else that they can imagine. And they just pretend, pretend, pretend. It's a really good space to be in that pretending space. Mm-hmm. It, talk about, well, first of all, it's a great way to climb up that emotional guidance scale quickly mm-hmm. within moments. At first, it wasn't happening that way. You know, at first, I had to kind of work on it because, to be perfectly honest, I was out of practice. I hadn't been doing any creating along that line for a long time. But lately, I've been doing it quite a bit. I've been doing it like today. I I, I did it during my walk, and I was out there in nature. And and by the way, all that clean air without all the cars running is wonderful. Um, oh no! It's just beautiful out every single day. It's been gorgeous. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm out there and I'm taking the walk and all these other people and we're waving at each other and saying hello and so forth. And then the rest of the time, I'm just pretending in my mind. I'm pretending, you know, I'm in Hawaii. I'm pretending that I'm 40 years younger. I'm pretending that uh, Alex climbed out of her familiar zone. I'm pretending all kinds of crazy stuff. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, it did work. I've been outside the last two days. It did. Okay. Well, there you go. I was in the back. Kenny cleaned up the yard and today we put up the gazebo. So... So it actually does work, which is cool, but I wasn't even doing it with the idea of whether it was working. I was just doing it because it's fun. Yeah. And when it's fun like that, I mean, it just, I just climb up the scale so fast Mm -hmm. just by getting into that pretending zone, which is pretty cool. So I just wanted you guys do anything like that. Have you been making that part of your thing lately? That's part Mm -hmm. of my daily practice, but I I don't think it's pretending. I think it's creating. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's basically the same thing. Sure. Mm But I think that 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 classific that class that clarification of classification becomes a fine line between daydreaming and creating daydreaming and dreaming with your eyes open for me. Mm. That's where dreaming that's like a, a core difference between dreaming with your eyes open and dreaming. When I refer to that form of dreaming, it's I'm actually unfolding my world in advance through expectation that I cultivate through imagining mm-hmm. or imagination. Mm-hmm. So I'm seeding my future with these visions that I'm calling in. I'm not seeing something. I'm having fun experiencing in advance that which I'm declaring I'm going to experience in three-dimensional reality. Mm. And how, I guess what I'm asking is how fun is it? I mean, you said just now you, you, you're having fun doing it, but the experience I'm getting is that it's really fun. I mean, it, it's like this major lift. Are you feeling, feeling it's a major lift? Well, yeah, because it has to be a major lift in order for it to have the creative exp- I mean, the vision is powered by the energy. The energy. It's like, that's how we plug it in. So that the energy is a thought frame, and that thought frame is given life through energy. Mm-hmm. And so, fear, which we've been speaking about, people are feeding those thought frames with fear, and that's why they're getting because they correlate. Because the energy correlates with the scenery, they get the experience. So, mm-hmm. I want my life to be fun. I want it to be playful. That's what I've chosen. So when I'm injecting and plugging in that correlating experience. I'm allowing that alignment to start kick, kick, um, kickstarting and starting that ball rolling, getting the momentum going in the direction of that experience coming to me. It's, the, it's one of the first points of alignment. That vision, that clear vision, then tuned in to an uplifting, powering, correlated emotional signature, which I then cultivate deliberately. Then I choose to allow myself to mentally rehearse it, really feel that experience, which gives my mind openness to that possibility. And then I show up in my life, moment to moment, choice to choice, act to act, in alignment with that vision. And that's what mm-hmm. creates the connective tissue and allows it to be part of my world. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop. And that's why I say stop meditating or stop dreaming, dream with your eyes open. 
okay, I don't open my eyes and then forget about it. Or oh, I've seeded it. It's going to happen. I call it in and claim it through my inputs and then the outputs of my action. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's cool to know that you can do it all day long. All mm -hmm. day long. Because so all often we do the other long. thing. <laughs> all day long. Because <laughs> like you were suggesting, you know, very often people can just conclude, okay, I've seeded it. I don't need to do anything more. I'm done. Right. Or they, they, the, 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 the intention behind I'm not doing anymore actually digs up that seed and plants another one. Yes, right. And I think that's the point that people miss. Mm -hmm. If the reason why I'm not going to do, if then I, I leave it and then I go into my world and start inputting with more things, subscribing to fear and tuning into a new emotional signature, I un, I unseed that thing, that previous one that I just spent two hours meditating that morning, going up my spiral doing and plant a new one. And then I water that with my inputs and then I water that with my outputs and then wonder why I got, but I was using sunflower. I don't, where's my sunflower? <laughs> right. Why do I have weeds? You, you dug up the sunflower, planted weeds. And that's what happens. Mm -hmm. It's a great description. That's exactly what happens. And we, we, we discount that, don't we? We, we, there's so many people who first come into law of attraction thinking that it's only on, on what we might call the positive side that it occurs. But even when we learn it, so many of us just kind of fall back into that trap of, okay, I planted it. Now I'm going to start complaining about all this other stuff. Why didn't it show up? That, that's, this is like a recurring pattern. Yeah. And then they're just unplugged, un, unseeding it, putting the new seed in, and then watering that sunflower food. <laughs> 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 now knob off. <laughs> I can't wait to see how this one doesn't manifest. Sunflower food. <laughs> oh. Your, your neighbors must love you. That's all I can say. <laughs> My neighbors? Yeah, when you're out watering your sunflowers. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sunflower food right here. Yeah. <laughs> you got any more? You got some. <laughs> of course, in Daniel's case, he actually does get sunflowers because he's focused right. on sunflowers. And well, he's planting sunflowers. That's why. <laughs> that's the key to actually plant the sunflower. <laughs> Then his neighbor comes out and tries to do the same thing and ends up with the weeds and he doesn't understand what's going on. Exactly. exactly. I don't get it. I don't get it. No entiendo. ¿Qué haces aquí? Black thumb, I keep raising weeds. Oh, no. So, oh, um, I actually got Daniel's input, but Alex, I haven't gotten your input yet. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hashtagging. Gosh. <laughs> Pretending, dreaming, creating. Oh, I, was, I was going to say, uh, I like the amazement part of it. When it's like, when it, when it, everything comes to fruition and then you're like, oh yeah, I wanted this a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> the noticing I, part. I, I made this happen. I seed back a week ago, week ago. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, a, look how fast it came and look, and look how, how awesome it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the part I like. Well, that's a good skill to have because a lot of people yeah. don't even notice when they manifest stuff. It took a long time, but yeah. You got there though. Mm -hmm. You got there and yeah. you enjoy it. You have fun yes, with it. Yes, I do. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that noticing part is a really, we did a show about that one time, but that part we is did. really, really key because mm -hmm. first of all, I think what happens is we get, um, what's the word that I want to use? We, we kind of get stuck. We kind of get, you know, 
caught up in old thought patterns and those old thought patterns say, well, the only thing that I should be manifesting is the stuff that I really like. So I'm not going to pay attention to the stuff that I don't like showing up because that's not the stuff that I want. And then stuff that I don't like keeps showing up because I'm spending the rest of my time focusing on stuff that I don't like. And why does that stuff keep showing up? Because I keep watering the weeds. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. No, no, no. I just want the stuff stuff that I like to show up. And then Mm -hmm. we're right back on the same problem of watering the weeds again. Cycle, cycle, cycle. cycle. Yeah. Gives new meaning to the words wash, rinse, and repeat. Yeah, definitely. It does. Well, okay. Well, this is an interesting show. We we actually did three different segments on the show, but they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're good. They all work really well. So I want to thank you guys so much for uh, all your contributions. Um, do we have – I can't remember. I, we don't have anybody scheduled for this Thursday, do we? There's been no. somebody I was, I was communicating with, but I don't think I've shared any of that with you yet. And it's because I forget, basically forgot about it. So <laughs> – <laughs> what I do want to do is invite you guys, you know, uh, Daniel, you brought in uh, a couple of guests a couple of times and I want, and Alex, you brought in, by the way, Josephine loved the fact that you brought your nieces in. She wants you to bring them again. Oh, oh, they're dying to come in. They're like, so how many episodes can we do and how much are we getting paid? I was like, bro, <laughs> chill out. <laughs> well, tell you what, come up with a topic for them to address. I mean, the last I will, one was, I will. Was a pretty challenging one, but come we up got with a lot of free that- time right now. So <laughs> And, and something that we're going to actually be doing, I mean, Louis actually challenged Yona and I to do this after yesterday's show. He said, let's see if we can do an entire show without any reference at all to coronavirus. Mm. You know, so to see if you can come up with a topic that has absolutely nothing to do with pandemics. Okay. That they okay. can address, that we can um, ask them about, and they can maybe even tell stories about or whatever. And, you know, we'll arrange to have them back. Not a problem. So. I'm yeah. busy ignoring it anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> and same for you daniel i mean you you've brought in some really killer guests so i'm, I'm basically trying to publicly encourage you bring in some more because you brought in some really really good guests i will i will definitely 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 keep my ear to the ground with more groovy guestings mm-hmm. any groovy any specific, anything specific that you're interested in or just anything loa actually anything that makes you feel good is going to be good yep agree okay go with what go with your gut I'm going to find some of my the funny people I know. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, we, we hate laughing. Yeah. I know. It's like <laughs> it's the such a drag. List. <laughs> I I know some pretty dope people. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to dig into the archives. Okay. Where are you? <laughs> you keep your archives in the strangest place. But that's yeah. a topic for another show. So thank you guys yeah. very much. Thank you oh, live yeah. streamers. Thank you especially to our podcast listeners as well. We'll see you all next time here on LOA today. Goodbye everybody.